1: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler.
2: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, co-hosted by myself, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and my co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler. And of course, we are your leadership development coaches, and we've, I guess, collectively helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in their top 10%. Today, we're going to talk to my co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler, about habits. And today's show is going to be about habit change and willpower. Don't we all want more of that? (laughs) Relly, who's been my co-host going on nine years now, will present some of the newest research on habit change and using our willpower, as many of us are starting the new year with plans of great change. And we would love to be able to not only exercise to lose weight, but finish a major project, be a better parent, be a better partner, be a better friend, and develop more personal growth goals. So we're really excited today to talk to Relly about our New Year's resolutions, change, and willpower. Did you know that 45% of people make new resolutions and they end? They end so quickly. And it's really sad that many of us, um, you know, are still doing it at six months. And, um, you know, many of us have have actually stopped. 75% of us have actually stopped. And it's so sad that we're, we're just not getting on with our resolutions. So today's show is going to explore how to change a habit and be successful with your resolutions. What is willpower and why it matters for your performance? How does it impact your wisdom, your decision-making, your emotional intelligence, your goals, and your energy? And Relly's going to tell us about the three willpower challenges, why do we struggle so much with our willpower, how do we lose it, and what to do when we do, as he likes to say, when you get off track, how to get back on track, and some strategies and tools to strengthen your willpower right after today's show. You're going to go out with new willpower and therefore increase your performance, not only this year but for years to come. So, Riley, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks, Kathy. I'm really excited about talking about uh, how to help people with their New Year's resolutions and around uh, some of the research, like you said, on habit, uh, habits and, and willpower.
2: Well, so I'm me... excited because, of course, you've been my, my co-host for for many, many years, and um, I thought maybe we'd do a quick introduction of each other and then get on with the subject.
3: Sure. So, I'll, I'll uh, give your intro and then you can trade off and give my intro. Um, so, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co host, you know, who is a very, very uh, talented uh, executive coach, uh, organizational development consultant, she coaches uh, leading executives and their companies on her proven work life strategies on positive psychology and the science of courage. And Kathy's been named the first lady of. Uh, happiness by ABC uh, TV. She's authored uh, multiple uh, best-selling books, science of happy on the science of happiness. Things like what happy working mothers know, what happy mothers know. Uh, she touches millions as a much in-demand speaker, TV, radio, radio and media personality. She's founded four consultancies, three leadership institutes, and she has an iPhone app called. Your Happiness Now, it's available at the iTunes store. And then in the last year, she had another number one bestseller um, <clears throat> that she worked with, on, with special forces and sports athletes called Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. And that's available on Amazon. And Kathy has a website. You can get a lot of information, take a, a free quiz. There's some tools there. And that's uh, at www.fearlessleadersquiz.com. Dot .com and that's fearless leaders with an s quiz.com and you can uh, see Kathy and some of her the warriors that she's working with and start on your fearless journey.
2: Oh, thanks really. You know, I'm very excited to hear about habit change and willpower because I think it's something all of us can do better at and need some direction and some, if you will, some structure around. So uh, I'm really excited to learn myself and pass that along to people around me. But before we do that, I want to make sure everybody in our audience knows who you are. And you're not only my co-host and a dear friend, but you are also a master level certified executive coach, a psychologist, a corporate and leadership team trainer, and, of course, Dr. Relly Nadler, brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and his development programs, which can be customized for your organization. Dr. Raleigh Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides all of us with hundreds of tools and fantastic strategies to develop star performers across any industry, including your own, and you can visit him at truenorthleadership.com. You can get lots of free downloads to access your best performance using emotional intelligence, including his free I app called Leadership Keys. All of us have been using Leadership Keys for some time, and he has hundreds of thousands of readers at his blog on Psychology Today, Leading with Emotional Intelligence. You can also download a lot of his fantastic material from iTunes, and you can join Relly's free EI Central member group, and get access to the latest thinking and fantastic topics and research uh, findings from not only Dr. Nadler, but those he works with at EI Central. All you need to do is text EI Central and put in the numbers 38470 for a free membership. And you can also find him at www.trueNorthLeadership.com. So, Raleigh, before we get into today's show, can you just tell us a little bit about why you and I love talking about leadership and why leadership development is so important?
3: Well, thanks, Kathy, and, and let me just uh, take the opportunity to to kind of give a little bit of this history. You know, you and I first met, uh, you know, at the College of Executive Coaching, and, and you are a uh, aside from uh, having your PhD a professional certified uh, coach, you know, with ICF until we met early on. And then I interviewed you because you were already a bestseller uh, author around optimism and positive psychology. And it was specifically was when I first started kind of the pilot show was looking at emotional intelligence and really some of the key competencies, which this willpower will tie into that. But I remember uh, interviewing you around optimism and some of the great work that you had done. So this was probably more than nine years ago. And we ended up uh, at talking and connecting and saying, and you were saying, well, you were thinking about doing a radio show. And I said, yeah, well, why don't you, maybe we should partner up on this. Cause we have a <laughs> we lot of did. contacts. I have oh, co- yeah, contacts. I remember that
2: now. <laughs> yeah,
3: and so uh, this has been great. And I think for our audience, we always want to bring tools and tips. And I think Kathy and I are with Organizations every day. And so we, we want to, you know, we're both uh, hungry and thirsty learners. So we take some of these interviews and immediately apply them. So to answer your question then, Kathy, about, you know, why are we doing this, it's one is to bring tools and tips to people out in the corporate and leadership world. And we have anywhere as much as 95,000 uh, downloads of, of now probably 300, 350 shows that you can get on iTunes all for, all for free. And emotions are contagious. And one of the things that we both like, we're both certified in in, uh, the emotional quotient inventory and can train your staff on that if you're interested. But emotions are contagious. And the leader is the emotional thermostat. So we work with leaders because they have probably the most influence over everybody on the team. Often they're on automatic. And this idea of really... Observing what's going on and being more intentional is one of our keys. And we look at uh, what allows somebody to move into the top 10%, and we're all about helping you move into the top 10%. One is how smart you are, IQ. Two is what kind of techno expertise you have. And three is this concept of emotional intelligence. And the simple definition is understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, managing others. And then there's competencies that plug into each of those four areas. Um, And so you can get assessed on on where you're at and then you start working on some of that. And one of the first things around today's show is we're going to be looking at uh, willpower that falls under self-control, impulse control, depending on what you call it. And to really make this stick, you really want to have coaching. Um, You can take some of these assessments and and you can read the books and that's all all good. You'll get more uh, productivity and be able to continue that habit change if you're moving on some of this personal growth, leadership development, if you have a coach who can hold you accountable and move forward with that. So Kathy, ask a little bit about you know why we're doing this.
2: Yeah, and you know, I think one of the things that's really going to be helpful today for many of our listeners is kind of connecting the dots on habits and willpower. So let's start off with who are some of your best influencers in, in your life? I mean, you're, you're a well-known author. You have a lot of great habits. Meditation is one of them. You're a parent. Um, you obviously do a lot of training and, and corporate work. How do, you, how do you think about those
3: people who've influenced these right. great
2: habits that you have that have led to your success? And, of course, willpower. How do you get more willpower
3: yeah, let me, I'll give you a little bit of background, and, and, and last week, we interviewed Dr. Rudy Cansey, you know, about his book, Super Genes and Super Brains, and it was ties into every, all the stuff, Kathy, that we love. Um, it's really about um, having behavior change, but doing it consistently. So, for me, uh, one of the influences was my father, who was an avid swimmer and would swim every day. So, I grew up in New Jersey, and... Uh, we had uh, a pool outside, and he had to go through, before they had zoning uh, issues, he put a big dome over the pool so he could swim uh, during the winter. And then there was one of these big heaters that now you see on the sidelines of football fields and stuff. But every morning, he would go out there, and he would swim. And also, he told me later, you know, because he continued to do that through his life, that's when he would do his best thinking. So from a sense of kind of willpower... Um, and habit change I think that was really uh, that was really important so he was he was a great influence What about? well you of- know
2: I, I want to come back to this um, conversation that we're having about who's influenced you and you know not only the habits and, and the willpower but how you maintain that so we're going to take a quick break don't go away you're listening to Leadership Development News
5: The bottom line in business talk. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a delightful conversation with my co-host of nine years, Dr. Relly Nadler on habits, habit change, and willpower. So Relly, Tell us um, a little bit about some of the things that you've started to develop as habits. And I, I believe meditation is, is a core part of that practice.
3: Yeah. Well, um, so what's been important for me is this meditation. And, and when we think about habits, and one of the things you said earlier about the willpower, and there is you know, three components of willpower, and then I'll circle back to the meditation. And one is I will. So when you think about your New Year's resolution, what will you do, what won't you do, and what do you want to do? And when I think about meditation for me, um, early on, right out of college, what I ended up uh, getting trained in was Transcendental Meditation. And uh, I remember when I first tried it out, you know, you basically do 20 minutes uh, in the morning and afternoon. And I first tried it out, and it just seemed to work. I felt refreshed. I felt... Re-energized. I had. I've just felt I was at the top of my game, and so um, it started off as I, I will, you know, I will do this, but it quickly went to I want to do that, and so for me, I probably have missed less than ten days, you know, in, since nineteen seventy four, um, you know, and I kind of added up the hours. It's basically about ten days uh, a year that I'm in either an alpha state or theta state. You know, I usually do about 40 minutes, you know, split up between two or three short intervals during the day. So it really has become, as a positive uh, a habit, is I want to do it. And when I feel my brain's getting a little mushy, then I end up doing it, whether it's 10 minutes um, or, you know, uh, 15 minutes in the morning, maybe 10 minutes at lunch, and maybe another 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the day. So that has been so what, very important. What, what does it,
2: when you say you meditate, can you... Can you explain what yeah. that experience is and what you do?
3: So uh, when I lo- initially learned Translital Meditation, and there's, it's, a, it's such a simple technique and you can learn all the stuff without having to go into a program, you close your eyes, I take some deep breaths, and then there they gave you a word um, that had a res- resonant quality. But you can have the same, you could say a word like OM uh, in the relaxation response by Herbert Benson, who published this a long time ago. You just say the word one, and that N sound, one, has a vibration. So you repeat the word, but uh, early on when I started doing this, I heard a lecture from Krishna Krishnamurti, and someone asked him, said, well, what happens when you lose the mantra? That's what they call this. What happens when you lose it? And he said something that stuck with me. He's like, you know, it just opens the door. So to me, it's not a big part of my meditation. I quickly you know, say this word, but you could say the word one, one with yourself, one with your... Uh, higher being whatever that means to you but then you go from alpha waves you know if you go a little deeper into theta waves and that's where i may lose some of my awareness uh of what's going around so i don't know five minutes went by or 15 minutes but i'm in this deeper place alpha waves typically if i'm aware of my i'll hear conversations you can hear what's going on but you're just just removed theta is a little deeper and then delta is when you're asleep uh So a lot of people try it out and then they think, oh, it didn't work. They thought they they went to sleep, but they were probably in those two brainwaves, Alpha and Theta.
2: Now, when we talk about changing habits and willpower and you think about meditation as a habit, how does that meditation as a habit increase or influence your willpower?
3: Well, Here's what I would encourage people. First, and we talked with uh, Rudy Tanzi, and he talked about one of the health style uh, habits is certainly meditation. It's so easy to do. And what I love what he said, Kathy, was now the scientific uh, evidence is you got the carrot and the stick. The scientific evidence is the stick. So I talked to uh, executives today who want to be peak performers and saying, if you're not doing this, you're really kind of missing out. On a tool, and so you get in this relaxed state, and almost like athletes would do, the last two or three minutes. Once my brain's relaxed, that's when I'll start thinking about some of the goals. You know, how do I want to be as a parent? How do I want to be as a husband? What's what is the project that I'm working on that I have to do? And it allows me, from a kind of sense of visualization, but kind of a goal setting, to really say, how do I want to be? You know, or what will I do? Going back to the will, the won't, and the want. What will I do and how will I be in that setting? So it's almost like a a preview of that.
2: Well, as we talk about a preview, many of us have new resolutions, which is our preview, if you will, to the new year that we'd like to have. So what, what are some of your New Year's resolutions and how can we start to change our habits to help us with these resolutions? Okay, thanks.
3: Well, so a couple. I think I have uh, kind of my uh, work goals down, but they're for mine. They're more around you know the balancing. So I have a couple projects. Uh, uh, one is brewing beer uh, with my son, who's twenty-two, and now has become a you know is legal, and so it is kind of a fun thing. And, and he brought it up, so I want to make sure I kind of do that. That's a that's something. You got a microbrewer?
2: Uh, we going
3: there. <laughs> what's that?
2: You have a little micro
3: brewery going there? <laughs> not, not yet, but we're going to do a little brewing. So we're just kind of you know. So I, it's really time. Another one is time with my wife, and then uh, we have some trips planned. But then I think on a daily basis, it's exercise, and I think tracking your goal. So um, one of the things that we talked about as far as uh, you know the New Year's resolution. You know, at the end of this week. You know, so we're in the second week of of January. People who had New Year's resolutions, only 75% of them are keeping them. That's one week later. At two weeks, only 71%. At the end of six months, 46% of people are keeping the resolutions. It means more than one out of two are no longer doing it. And one of the reasons people fail, it's unrealistic expectations, and too many of them. And uh, remember, what Kathy, what uh, Dr. Tandy said. Oh, yeah. Saying?
2: was about expectations,
3: expectations. and yeah. expectations lead to stress. So how is expectation, I'm going to exercise, you know, five days a week. Whether the person exercises only three days a week, that uh, expectation gap causes stress. So really being realistic first of what you can do, start off small, and only maybe have a couple goals. You know, when we think about some of the key things that people have as resolutions, some of the top ones are self-improvement. Uh, the weight-related resolutions, money-related resolutions, relationship resolutions. So you may only want to have, you know, one or two to start off with because otherwise you're going to get an overwhelm, and then you're going to get upset because your expectations haven't been met and then you're going to have stress. So one of the key things is research shows that if you can write down on a piece of paper your journal what you want to do, uh, they call this a proactive attitude, that you are 10 times more likely to complete that. So don't just talk about whatever these goals are. Again, minimize them, but, you know, write it down so you can see it. You're going to be 10 times more successful. And then, Kathy, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, because in goal setting, um, well, you know, we talk about the goals. Oh, am time. I going to
2: get the benefit of this experience today? <laughs> it,
3: yeah, so you will get the benefit. I and would actually, love that. <laughs> so any, before I have you talk about SMART goals, it, what would be one of your goals for the for this year?
2: Well, it's funny that you should say that. I have been working with an extraordinary human being, uh, Monsignor Michael Mannion, who is a chaplain for the FBI here in Pennsylvania. And he, uh, he and I are working on a retreat called the Psycho-Spiritual Renewal Retreat, and we'll be doing these throughout 2016. And my focus has been on connecting logic with spirit. And if I look at what my resolutions are for 2016, it's explicitly making the connection for everyone that I am touching, helping them make that connection for themselves between their logic and their spirit.
3: Okay. That sounds great. And that'll be some workshops that you're going to be doing.
2: We're going to be doing um, several retreats and uh, we're, we're, getting them filled as we speak, but the SMART goal for me is it's a specific activity, right? It has a measurable time frame and a measurable number of people that it can hold. Um, It's actionable because there will be exercises and self-assessments that people will take, and it's realistic and results-oriented because you have someone like myself who's working on the scientific aspects of the psycho-spiritual, and then we have who, you know, Monsignor Michael Mannion, who oh. likes, likes to be called Father Mike, who worked with Mother Teresa for over 25 years, oh. who is doing the spiritual component. And, you know, while he is a classically trained Catholic priest, I have to say, you know, Father has a wide array of experiences across a wide distribution of people, in inner city, Um, death, murder, um, you know, all kinds of of things that people have gone through in life and it makes him such a well-rounded partner that that realistic results and orientation which is going to be time-bound for these retreats should be pretty exciting and hopefully will be very fulfilling for all of us.
3: Okay, Kathy, that sounds really uh, very exciting. So this is the first I heard about it, so I knew you had talked about Father Mark before and one of the things in just kind of researching this, we talked about SMART goals, and then I came across an article that talked about clear goals, which is really exactly what you're doing with Father Mike. And so another way of kind of looking at goal setting for your New Year's resolutions, are they clear? Collaborative, goals that encourage people to work together, so you're doing that with Father Mike, but also you're connecting people, so are your, go- are your goals collaborative? Limited, kind of like we said earlier about being specific, but here where they added emotional. Goals should make the emotional connection. That's a motivation. So your goal should have some emotion behind it. Appreciable, where large goals can be broken down. You know, so in, we'll talk about some of the smaller steps. And then refinable, you know, that you really want to be flexible uh, on your goals. So another way you got to oh, I love this. have clear goals.
2: I love this. Well, we're going to go to a quick break, Rally, as we do during our program. So don't go away. Come right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
5: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
6: Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or, for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com.
1: What does a visual workplace mean to you? Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: An insightful conversation with my co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler, on habits and willpower. Relly, we went to break talking about your Clear Model, limited. Um we, you know, we talked about the components of the Clear right. Goals: or collaborative, limited, emotional, appreciable, refinable. We'll come back to that. But what is willpower? And and Relly, yeah. tell us a little bit about how that works for you.
3: Right. Well. Willpower fits in our EI model, Kathy, under self-control, which is the uh, goldman Boyatzis hay Group, or impulse control, essentially the same thing, under the multi-health systems and the EQI 2.0. So it's one of the key competencies, and it, it, there's a lot of oh, different ways of saying it. So I talked about impulse control, self-control, delay gratification, could be your determination, your resolve. Drive, self-discipline. We've heard strength of will, strength of mind, but it's really all about um, this idea of willpower. And and in the last couple years, you know, I've I've read and have used a, a couple of different books, you know, all on willpower. So one is the Willpower Instinct by Kelly McGonigal. She is a, a Stanford um, health psychologist. Uh, another is by, on willpower by uh, Baumeister, a key researcher in the psychology world. And then Walter Mischel, which we'll talk about his famous study on the marshmallow, he has a book called The Marshmallow Effect. But it's all about willpower. And what they're all saying is this is the driver for completing your goals. It's your drive. It's, it's your ability to, to move forward with your goals. And I think what's interesting, Kathy, for us, it's, it's invisible meaning that we don't really know if we have a lot of willpower or less willpower. So lately, I've been talking about brain drain and brain gain. And with Dr. Tansey, we talked about this in a little different language. If we don't do anything different, our normal day, we're on automatic 95% of the time, our brain is getting drained. Our willpower to do the things that we want to do is getting drained. It's just a normal function. If we have intentional choice, we want to be on the brain gain side. And this is where some of the things, like we talked about meditation, and we'll talk, I'll talk also about some of the key tools that people can do for making intentional choice. But really understanding about, you know, your amount of willpower. You may want to think about starting the day, and it's like having a full glass of, of water. You know, and that's if you got enough sleep and you ate the right things. Many of us are starting off half full. But let's say you started off with a full glass. All day long, that willpower is being drained, and that willpower uh, results in brain power. If you don't have mm-hmm. willpower, you're not going to have the glucose to think wisely, to, to look at alternatives. You're going to have a tendency to take shortcuts. I mean, there's all these things that go on you know, around uh, willpower, and you want to be able to refill that metaphorical glass of water during the day. If not... Every day, we're on empty. And I know, Kathy, you talk with executives about that, that we're on empty if you don't do anything differently. You don't recharge. Therefore, you're going to be your worst leader at the end of the day. It's the 4 oh, o'clock we, meeting. We That's when you're going to say, say this, something that, yeah, you know, that you shouldn't have.
2: That you're not going to. Yeah. And we also say this, though, to uh, the many warriors that we work with. You know, we say sleep is a weapon. Diet is a weapon. Exercise yeah. is a weapon. And if you're not using those weapons accurately, on self-defense whole oh, oh, oh idea of these three categories. Um, can we visit those? I think you said they're I will, I won't, and I want.
3: Yes, and so those are. And actually, if we we're starting with this, in, you know, with our groups, we can say, okay, so what's your will? We talked about, you know, what do you want to do? Um, you know, and that was some of our resolutions. But we didn't talk about what you won't do, and then also, uh, you know, about what you want. So. You really want to have kind of goals in each, and these are each different parts of the brain that kind of get activated. And so some of the things are when we talk about willpower, not only what you will do, but as we talk about setting up your environment, what won't you do? You've talked about this, Kathy. This is a great example. Um, What I won't do is allow my brain drain to happen and burn my best energy by dealing with probably my most negative person, in the morning, and if that's when you have your best energy, <laughs> <That's> true, <laughs> that should be that that's should true. be. I won't. You know, I won't allow that person to drain all my good energy and my willpower because I need it. Therefore, I won't schedule those meetings with them. Maybe I'll do it towards the end of the day. You know, that's just an example of maybe I won't. Um, there's going to be obviously a lot of things around food. Uh, we talked about you know things that lead to inflammation, and those would be some of the some of the won'ts. But let me say a little bit about kind of why it's important. There's some great research, and again, this is the, uh, the stick, uh, you know, to hopefully get us going. So we looked at willpower, and, and there's research done around personality traits. And self-control was the only trait that, looked, that predicted students' grade point average, you know, better than chance. It also predicted college grades. Uh, IQ or SAT, again, you know, people are delaying gratification. They have willpower. They're studying when their friends are going out and going on their impulses. High self-control, also the research has showed, led to better physical health, lower rates of obesity, fewer sexually transmitted diseases, stable marriages, um, you know, and and marriages that were stable, not divorced. Low self-control, as we can imagine, or low willpower, was a 40% uh, increase in criminal records, and only 12% had criminal records who had high self-control.
2: Well, that's really a, that's an interesting data point, really, because as you know, we've talked to people over the years who do all kinds of underwriting in industry, and in fact, in police departments and in some military units now, they're talking about people who have too many tattoos are in fact demonstrating some... Types of lower self-control, and as a result, they will have a higher increase of risk-based behavior, which would, you know, be consistent with not only uh, a potential for a criminal record, but getting communities involved in lawsuits and any kind of legal action. Which, of course, we can't afford these days with either law enforcement or the military. Right. So right. it's a very interesting data point here.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think that when you talk about delaying gratification is probably one of the hallmarks of of willpower. And then, like, we're going to talk about how do you do that. So one of the classic studies is by Walter Mischel, and he has a book now called The Marshmallow Effect. We may try to get some of these folks, Kathy, on our show because they'd be great to talk to. Um, You know, he did this study at at Stanford University, and you may want to think about it if you have kids. And the marshmallow study is there are four-year-olds who come into a room, and they're given... Uh, there's a marshmallow in front of them. The experimenter says, you know, I have to go out and get something for my car. I'll be right back. But if you do not eat this marshmallow now, when I come back, I'll give you two marshmallows. And then the study goes on for 15 minutes. And there's a great video of that using uh, training. I show that. And you see... Yeah, four- and I
2: think people can go see those at
3: YouTube if you book up Marshmallow Study by Walter Michel.
2: right. mm-hmm. and Michelle.
3: hmm. And so if you... Um, watch those, you see all these gyrations that these kids go through. And what are they doing? They're delaying gratification. And they have one where one person just immediately grabs it and eats it. So then he did a longitudinal study on the grabbers versus the waiters. The waiters delayed gratification. And the waiters had better grades. This is now they're 18 years old, so 14 years later. They have better grades, test grades. The key metric here, their SAT points, when SATs was uh, only based on 1,600 points, you know, now it's 2,400, was 210 points higher. So by exercising self-control, willpower, they were more popular with their teachers. They had lower body mass. They had less issues uh, around drugs and alcohol. And that was uh, indicated by their ability to have delayed gratification as a four-year-old. So one of the key things, Kathy, I think for our listeners to hear, and this is what's invisible, is willpower... Uh, is a limited capacity we only have so much of that one of the people um, you know that we uh, dealt with from UCLA uh, was Lieberman and I remember him saying around self-control and self-regulation was Matthew Lieberman was it's like the brakes on your car And so you may want to think about this as the visual I used this one visual of the glass being full of water and it getting drained but every time you're frustrated at work, there's traffic, you go into a Starbucks there's a line, your boss immediately starts the day off by saying what you say oh yeah it um, up. you have it
2: a co- build, you have a coworker building building. that
3: is li- listening to music or talking on their phone too loud. all those you have to restrain yourself and it's like putting brakes on and the emotional brakes that you put on it's like the car it's like the brake shoes in your car that if every time you put the you put your foot on the brakes, you had less brake shoes. Then you put the foot on the brake a second time. That's what we're saying, that this willpower is a limited capacity, that we're, we're constantly applying the brakes to it. Therefore, when we lose it, we've lost our ability. We've lost the braking system. And that's where we have hijacks, and that's where we have our worst leadership.
2: So are you saying we have something called a cognitive budget?
3: Yes, so that's another way to say it. And, uh, you know, so you you only have so much thinking tools. And one of the other famous experiments I'll share, and especially for the corporate world, because, you know, you talk about being a warrior, a corporate warrior, um, a corporate athlete. We don't treat ourselves in the corporate world like athletes. We're, we're performing all the time, but we're not taking the care to have the top performance. And so here's one of the classic... Uh, experiments in psychology. Imagine you're in a room and half the room gets these really hot uh, chocolate chip cookies. They just came out of the oven. They smell great. And the other half of the room gets a bowl of radishes. And now they're only in front of you for five minutes and you're instructed to go, you know, uh, partake. So the, uh, the chocolate chip cookie folks are eating them and they're probably savoring it. And then the radish people, are eating the radishes, looking across the room at the chocolate chip cookie folks, and then you remove the chocolate chip cookies, you remove the radishes. So it's only five minutes of exposure, either either case. Then they're given a puzzle to figure out. What they don't know is that this puzzle is impossible. So part of this, why it relates to the working world, think of all the tasks, all the challenges that feel impossible you know, in the work world. So five minutes of, of exposure to either chocolate chip cookies or radishes, and then they said, who stayed with this impossible task the longest? And so here's what's fascinating, Kathy. You know, when I do this with groups, I ask them the question, you know, which group do you think stayed with it the longest? Is oh, you don't cookie? give them
2: the radishes or the cookies?
3: <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, let me give you, the, I'll give you the answer to this. You may want to think about which group stayed with an impossible task, the ones that ate the chocolate chip cookies or the ones that ate the radishes. And Then we come back. Well, you so, know what?
2: Yep, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to find out what happened to the radishes and the cookies. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development
0: News.
5: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you
6: and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, leaders are working to transform themselves and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lim, for insights on emerging trends and business innovations to help you stay ahead of the game. You'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
5: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
1: 24-7. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're about to hear... Uh, a little bit more about this impossible puzzle from my co-host, Relly Navler. So, Relly, we gave one group chocolate chip cookies. We gave one group radishes. Five minutes go by. They get an impossible puzzle. What happened?
3: So they don't know it's impossible. The ones who had the chocolate chip cookies stayed with it with a challenging task that uses up willpower for 18 minutes. The radish people stayed with it for eight minutes. And so the question is, what happened? And not only did they stay with it for eight minutes, they were frustrated. They were irritated. Eight minutes. This is stupid. This is a dumb test. Why are we doing this? So they couldn't handle the frustration. Where the folks uh, who had the cookies, they had more willpower. And the result of this is the five minutes of watching people eat chocolate chip cookies used up the willpower, used up the cognitive budget, used up some of that glass, you know, full of nutrients of water. And so they used that up. Therefore, they had less self-control to stay with an impossible task. And what, what I think is fascinating about this, Kathy, this is five minutes. How much, how much frustration is there all day long for folks and this invisible quality of using up their willpower? and Oh, yeah, and especially
2: if they're, if they're having, uh, you know, lots of brain drains. I mean, and you talk about that uh, a little bit in the impact of willpower. Can you, can you talk a little bit about some of those bullet points?
3: Yeah. So how do we? So here's all the things how we have how we lose our willpower, and it happens like I said very, very quickly. Um, stress loses uses it. Complex problems. There's a term we've talked with folks, Kathy, about decision fatigue. You're making decisions over and over. You're using up willpower. Physical pain. You didn't get enough sleep. You have a stomachache. You have a headache. Uses up willpower. Social pain or negative emotions you feel rejected you feel criticized by your boss that uses up willpower um the negative relations uh, distractions so everything is affecting your performance level and it results in either lower IQ no one wants to think that they temporarily have lower IQ mistakes bad leadership and so it's just Cass-
2: amazing the things we do to ourselves
3: and this is what I love, what we talked about, you know, last week with Dr. Tansey how can, you know, our expectations and how can we have these habits? So here's some things. I have this uh, model DASHERD, which is a D-A-S-H-E-R, just an acronym mm-hmm. that kind of talks about some of the things you can do. So, so
2: you uh, can DASH your way to
3: willpower. Yes. Here's your, here's your way to DASH. <laughs> so the first one is around decision. And we talked a little bit about this uh, ahead of time. Supposedly, we make as many as 35,000 decisions in a day. 200 decisions are about food. And again, thinking about this, you know, these are all draining your willpower. So one of the things is to make some pre-decisions, a commitment. This is around resolutions. Okay, what am I going to do? I'm going I'm to exercise. You want to you make the decision to exercise in the morning the night before. That's a pre-decision. You don't want to wake up and see how you feel, and what some people do is they make the decision ahead of time. They already have their clothes out, so they've already make, made that commitment. And this idea of you know changing your mindset, there's a lot of um, research. About I do that. that,
2: yeah. I do that by putting on my gym clothes every day, whether I'm going to the gym or not. I am going to put on my gym clothes, and I'm going to make an effort. <laughs>
3: that's great. Well, yeah, so that's perfect, and. So the other part of the decision is when you think about these goals, you want to have a larger-than-self goal. It gives you a bigger why. So why are you exercising? Maybe that leads into all the health benefits or putting off Alzheimer's. You want to have, you know, uh, you want to lead it into a bigger goal. That's yes, going to help.
2: anti
3: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, exactly. So if it ties into that and um, – Kelly McGonigal talks a lot about when she talks about stress, that you really need to have a bigger goal. It almost kind of lets you navigate through the stress because there's a bigger goal on the other side. So the other, then the A is attitude. And Kathy, you and I both know about this. You know, you are you are so compassionate and generous that when you do that, you give off oxytocin, the what's called the tend and befriend stress response. The more you help somebody else, you give off oxytocin. This fills up your glass. This allows you to build up willpower. You feel good, but also they feel good. So this oxytocin that we know in, you know, now, what has been invisible now is more visible through all the neuroscience, oxytocin, dopamine, you get all the chemicals working for you. Why people like to volunteer. You know, you talked about the servicemen. Uh, we know from uh, E.I. EQI level, social responsibility. It's all about helping. And some of it is we feel better when we help. So what's that attitude, the positive emotions, some of the research you've done, Kathy, can add seven years to your life, you know, all the happiness research and positive psychology you've done. So that's exciting. The S is around self-awareness. And it was so interesting to hear uh, Dr. Tanzi talking about self-awareness is the number one thing. So are you aware of what choices, hard choices, easy choices? Are you always taking the easy choice? The brain's going to say, yeah, easy choice, gratification, easy, easy. Can you step back and be aware of your choices? Be aware of what your triggers are. Be aware of how much willpower you just used up. Um, Those are all the things. And, you know, one of the things we mentioned earlier, I have a derailleur detector which are all these brain drains, and um, you, know, you can go to the website and see where you are in some of these derailers. These are all the things that are going to get in your way of performance. And
2: let's make sure everybody knows, truenorthleadership.com, www.truenorthleadership.com, really has lots of tools, and the derailer detector is a fabulous self-awareness tool, but it's also uh, usable for your teammates and people you work with as well.
3: Yeah, exactly. So you can use it for yourself and then for you developing others. So that's the S is really self-awareness. And then really from the book Power of Habit, it's a simple model, habit change. So that's the H. Is, you know, so how do you change a habit? What's the cue? What's the routine? And what's the reward? We've already talked about this in other language. I want to exercise, so I'm changing my cue. You're, put, you're putting on your exercise clothes. I'm making a decision ahead of time. Uh, So you're changing the routine. So you get a cue. You want to be able to change your routine. That's where self-awareness comes. And then you get a reward. So one of the examples would be at the end of the day, someone doesn't have willpower. They're about ready to go get a latte or get that chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I need some energy. Well, that's the cue. What would be a new routine? you know, I'm going to try out this meditation for five minutes. I'm going to do some deep breathing. I'm going to go outside and, do, and walk briskly for 10 minutes. Walking briskly for 10 minutes is going to bring up all this new energy to you, and then that becomes a reward. So you, same cue, you want to change the routine, and almost like I said with meditation, that's a reward in itself. It's not like I have to work on it. I want to do it because that's a reward now. Right,
2: right.
3: So the other have, piece would um, be, you know, wait 10 seconds. I'll go through these quick, you know, before you do anything, wait 10 seconds. Experiment is the E. You know, try something different. Um, even, you know, a different exercise. Do things with your non-dominant hand. That'll increase willpower. Focus on not swearing. There's a crossover, like cross-training. That'll help the willpower you're working on. And then we talked about the recharge, you know, things like short breaks, yoga, deep breathing. And then support is the yes. Is the are you designing your environment, uh, telling people, you know, what your commitments are so they can really support you?
2: Well, I love the fact that under support, it's enlist others and also document and measure your successes. So Dasher, unbelievable little system here that is quite powerful. And again, people can get this at truenorthleadership.com. They can get it at R Nadler at TrueNorthLeadership.com directly from you. They can email you. Relly, anything else you want to share with our listeners before we end today's show?
3: I think just start one small thing and then try to, try to stay with it and then document it. I think like you already mentioned it. If you kind of document, you put a little checkbox on that day, that's that social reinforcement, you know, to keep it going, release the dopamine. And also oh,
2: enlisting, it. right? Enlisting somebody perhaps to do it with you, a loved one, a friend, yeah. uh, even your spouse or your child. Exactly. Well, thank you, Relly. It's always a pleasure. I can't believe we've been doing this for nine years. For all <laughs> of you out there who've been listening to Leadership Development News Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, thanks for tuning in to tune up your leadership performance and to rem- and, you know, remember, you are all wonderful human beings who have the capacity to make choice and make it real. Have a great year.
3: Network, its staff and management.